Welcome to the Wealthy Homes Podcast, where we help young Michigan families manage their finances and create wealth. I'm your host, Connor Bowserman, financial advisor with Preferred Financial Group. Welcome back to another episode of the Wealthy Homes Podcast. This episode is just going to be a halftime between the five-part mini-series that we've been doing, highlighting entrepreneurship and business ownership. And this was something I was going to be kind of doing towards the end or at the end of the mini-series, but due to some scheduling and just making sure that we are making way for everybody to come on, which, by the way, the guests have been awesome. We couldn't ask for better guests, better stories. They're entertaining, but they give you so much value. And the next two guests are awesome as well. And they're just so different from business to business and person to person. So I'm so excited to bring the next two guests on. But just due to scheduling and stuff like that, I'm just going to do a halftime for the podcast miniseries. So what's the episode about today? It is about retirement plans for small businesses. And we're going to be going through kind of the different types of, of plans and why they would be implemented and why it's important to, to pick the right retirement plan for your business. And there's a lot of things that go into that decision, but we're going to be going through all different types of plans. And we're going to be kind of doing, you know, a thousand foot overview over these. If this is something that you're interested in, of course, reach out. I'd love to talk to you. And we can just go over that at that point in time. So let's kind of jump into it. So why would a business want to have a small business retirement plan? And one of the first things that jumps right out at me and why I would suggest it is employee retention. It's another employee benefit that you can add on to your list of reasons for them to be not only come to your business, but stay at your business. And maybe that's a differentiating between you and some other kind of business where they're looking at maybe jumping jobs or potentially weighing their options of what jobs to pick, whether they're coming out of college or whatever reason. And they can go, okay, I'm getting an extra benefit over and above my normal salary. And another great reason, especially from the business owner's aspect, is that you can reduce your profits in the business, which in then turn reduces your tax bill. So win-win, right? And then another great thing is that you can, of course, ding, 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 you can contribute to retirement. And you can usually accomplish all three of those with a small business retirement plan. You can reduce the taxes of your business by having that expense. So that's a tax write-off. You're then putting that money into a tax-deferred retirement plan. So as it grows, you're not paying taxes on it. And it's an employee retention tool. And then on top of that, instead of taking the profits and and paying taxes on that, you're just taking that and putting it into a different account. So that way you're, in a way, getting those profits to your own personal bank account without having to pay the taxes. So win, win, win when it comes to the small business retirement plans. So let's kind of just dive into the different retirement plans that are available for small businesses. And it really comes down to what kind of business you have and and what you're really trying to accomplish, not only on a personal level, but for your employees as well. And usually the, the question that I will ask the employer or the business owner is if you could just devise the perfect retirement plan, what would it look like? Would it be just maxing out a huge amount for you? Would it be not being a big bill for you? Maybe it's more of an employee retention tool for you. You're not really worried about uh, putting money away for retirement. And so it's more for the employee. 
Is it uh, a little bit of both? Are you a sole uh, proprietor or just a sole business owner? You don't have any employees. There's a lot of different variables when it comes to the small business retirement plans. And again, going through that, those questions with, with that business owner, I can kind of bring it down to usually at least two different options that make the most sense to you. And sometimes it's not even something that I direct in a way. They'll talk to their CPA and say, hey, this is what my CPA recommends. Okay, <laughs> we're, we're going with it. But sometimes also I've even had where a CPA said, hey, open up a SEP IRA. And that's when I gave the CPA a call. Hey, like, why don't we look at a solo 401k for this guy? And he just, well, I haven't really used one of those before. Well, then I had to talk to them about the benefits of that for that particular client. And so it, it really just depends on the client, the business, and what they're really trying to accomplish. But one of the first ones that we'll kind of talk about is what's called a SEP IRA. This is one of the older small business retirement plans, and it's kind of been around for a really long time. And this is what I would say a CPA's go-to for most small business owners, especially if they're kind of on their own or a sole proprietor. And the reason for that is just because of the huge deferral limits that come along with the SEP IRA. And what that means is how much money you can put into the account. And usually that also comes with a huge tax savings along with that, especially if you are a, again, solo business owner. So the set limit, the SEP limits are up to 25% of your compensation or a limit of $66,000. And that's for 2023's uh, tax summary. And it's a little bit different for like a sole proprietor. That's usually around 20% uh, minus FICA and all that kind of stuff. But for a SEP contribution to be able to put potentially up to $66,000, that's a huge benefit, especially as a business owner who's maybe got a pretty high income to be able to reduce their taxes uh, overall and be able to put this money, again, away for retirement for that money to grow. The biggest benefit of the SEP, especially for someone who's a little bit smaller when it comes to employees, is it's all employer contributions. So as an employee, if you, especially if you have a couple of employees or maybe one or two, they're generally not contributing to it. It's just anything that you as the business owner want to contribute to that SEP. The only difficulty with that and the biggest con of the SEP is that anything that you put into that account for yourself, you have to do for your employees as well. That's generally around a percentage. So if you wanted to put 10% away for yourself, know that you got to put 10% of whatever your employees make into that account as well. Another great benefit of the SEP IRA is just the general tax benefits when it comes to not having to file a tax return for that amount of money. So even if it's whether it's for yourself or for one of your employees, you do not have to write some kind of extra tax return or have to worry about that tax recording. SEPs are also really easy to set up. So if you were going to work with myself or really any other financial advisor, they can set this up really, really quickly. It's just a couple of different documents and a couple of different forms, just like almost if you were to open up a standard traditional IRA in your name. And so that makes it really easy for not only yourself, but then also for new employees to get set up and, and get that going for you. A great benefit as well is that you can set up a SEP after the calendar year and even after an extension. So if you're well into July and you have an extension and you want to put money away for your tax return of 2022, which obviously the limits are a little bit different than what I just said, you can put money away through a SEP that way. 
where some of these other plans, you have to have them set up by the end of the calendar year to then go back and recontribute to that. A solo 401k is, is a great example of that. Another common smaller business retirement plan is what's called a simple plan, a savings incentive match plan for employees is what the acronym actually stands for. And it's right in the name. It's very simple to set up. You can put this together for a, a good amount of employees. So as long as you have less than 100 employees, you can set up a simple IRA plan. And generally what it is, is the employees contribute to this account, kind of similar to like a 401k, but then you put in a 3% match. The biggest downside to the simple plan is really the contribution limits compared to like a 401k or even a SEP. For a simple IRA, you are set to a $15,500 deferral as an employee. And then if you're over age 50, you have a catch up. So you can put a total of $19,000 in that. And that's really the biggest downside to the simple plan is just that you're one, you have a limit to how many employees you can have, but then the actual limits itself. So if you're a business owner and you're really wanting to chunk money away, then this might not be the greatest plan for you. But if you're just solely wanting a plan for employee retention or to make sure that your employees are getting out of the workforce at some point and being able to replace them, then the simple plan's a really good option for you. One of the biggest benefits, though, is that they, the employees are contributing to it. So as an employer, you're limited to how much you contribute just based on how much they make. And so that 3% contribution is really the set amount. You can obviously go above that. That's just the general minimum and the general amount that most simple plans will set up. One of the last plans that I would include, especially when underneath that IRA-based plans, is what's called just a regular traditional and Roth IRA. And what you can do is you can actually set these up to be payroll deducted right from your business. And it goes into your personal employees IRA or Roth. And the benefit of that for them is that they're 100% invested right away. It's very easy to administer. The only downside as a, as a business owner is that there's really no tax benefit to you. It's all of a benefit to your employees. There is nothing there for an, a business owner unless you just have your own standard IRA or Roth. And then you obviously have to have the income limits to be able to contribute to those. So if you are a business owner who makes too much money, this is really not a great option for you. It's, again, only for the, the employees. And these are just contributions from the employee. The employer, again, has nothing to do with this. This would be just directly coming from their pay into the IRA. Basically, you're just cutting out the middleman being the bank instead of the money going from your payroll to their bank to then be contributed to the IRA. It's just skipping the bank. It's going right from your payroll right to the IRA. And from an employee retention, it's not really the best because there's not much of a benefit to the employee rather than it just that ease of, of how the money gets to their account. So there's no money that the employer is putting in for them. There's no match. It's just simply money that they contribute to that account. Now, kind of moving away from the IRA-based plans is when you get into contribution plans that are more around the 401k aspect. And I won't touch too much on just the general 401k just because most people are pretty familiar with that. 
the limits are a little bit different and, and pretty standard across the board, but there are different kinds of 401ks. There's profit sharings and safe harbors, and there's a lot of different 401k setups. It's different from 401k to 401k, which makes it harder on us as financial advisors because people are like, oh, it's my 401k. You should know what's going on. Well, no, your 401k is different from the next guy down the road. And and so there's some general requirements and and the general stuff on 401ks that kind of apply to all of them, but each plan has different matches, different vesting plans, different investment options, and and then there's even some stuff underlying in the 401k that they can change as well when they're setting up that plan. But 401ks are usually one of the best plans for somebody who has a decent amount of employees and they want to contribute a lot for themselves, but they also want to put some restrictions on there of who is titled as an employee, how long do they have to work before they can even contribute, whether that be like a year or six months or depending on the amount of hours that they work in that period of time. Those are all things that you can kind of uh, go through with a 401k. And then also, you can set those vesting periods is what kind of what I was just saying. So what a vesting period is, is just any money that the employer puts in, you are locked into that as the employee for how many years that you work there uh, through that business. Most vesting plans are a five-year period. So for every year that the employee works there, they get 20%. If they left for every year that they work, they get 20% of, of the employer's money. So if they left and after one year of, of service, then they have 20% vesting, so they can take 20% of the money that you put in as the employer. If they left in three years, they get 60%. If they left after five, they can take every dollar that, that the employer has put into that account. The benefit of that is if somebody left, let's say in three years, and 40% went back to the employer, they can take that money and then redistribute that back to the employees. And so that really cuts down your cost when it comes to administering the plan and it's another benefit to the employees that stay. But not a lot of people are in a boat to be able to set up a 401k. Most people are, again, in that small business mindset. And so maybe they're a solo entrepreneur. And that's where I would lean someone towards what's called a solo 401k. They have one of the highest deferral limits and it's equal to the SEP. But you can also contribute money out of your own personal paycheck as, the, as an employee of your own business but then you can also set up a matching contribution through your employer as well, or as your own employer. And so you can kind of accomplish the same thing that you would do as a SEP, but you can alter what your contributions are. So you're not necessarily limited to a 25% of your income. So if you had a really good year and you really wanted to sock some money away, you can have that option through the 401k or the solo K, but then you can also have what I think is the best benefit for a solo entrepreneur and that's you have a loan option and it's not a great benefit for retirement purposes you know honestly it sets you back you're taking money from yourself to loan it to yourself um, obviously it's a great option if you do run on hard times but for someone who's a solo practitioner they know that there's ebbs and flows in a business so if you did need money in say a short-term period well you can take that money out of your 401k and then loan it to yourself and then pay your business back and pay yourself back. And this could happen over a five-year period of time, which is the general uh, payback period. And you just pay that as you're paying yourself through payroll. One of the best benefits and usually what happens for 
for some of the clients that I set up is they're leaving their normal W-2 job. And at that point in time, they're wanting to start some kind of business, but they know that there's some upfront money that they have to put into the business to kind of get it going, whether they're buying it, whether they're buying equipment, whether they're buying and starting the business from scratch or buying it from somebody. There's a lot of different variables there, but they can take that money that they had in their 401k through their corporate job that they've been working for a decade, and then they can take a loan on a certain percentage of that and be able to put it towards their business to start it. And again, this is their money. So if they had cash on the side, that allows them to keep the cash. Remember, cash is king. And then they can take that money and invest it into their business. And then if they feel like, hey, I'm doing really well, I don't need this loan, then they pay it back. For the When it comes to the loans, it's generally 50% of the account balance or a maximum of $50,000. So if you have a $100,000 401k through your corporate job and you're looking to leave, you can take a $50,000 loan on that amount of money and then pay that back over a course of, of five years. If you have 80, then you're limited to $40,000 loan. But this gives those people that are looking to start that business, especially later in life, that maybe they didn't get that opportunity that they did, or maybe they just didn't have the passion for whatever they were looking to start that gives them an option uh, financially to be able to start that, as well as it gives them a retirement plan that they can contribute to. Where SEPs and SIMPLES and those options do not have a loan provision in there. So for some people, that makes a lot of sense. The big problem with the solo 401k is you really can't have any employees. You have to be a solo employee and you can technically have like a business partner or like a spouse working in the business or even a small secretary. Those things are usually allowable, but that's the max. Generally, it's just somebody who's self-employed and, and their own boss. But if they decide that they do want to hire employees and they do want to do some different things in the business as they grow and, and scale and build, then they just close that 401k down and then they start up a new one or they can potentially keep that solo K and then set up a new one. They just couldn't technically contribute to the solo K going forward. I just really want to throw that in there because I know you've probably been listening to the last couple of episodes and maybe their story is really triggering something that you've really wanted to do for a certain amount of time. And maybe having that loan option gives you that opportunity to be able to go and step out from your regular W-2 job to be an entrepreneur and, and start your own business. And if you are a business owner and you're looking to maybe contribute not only to your retirement, reduce taxes, or retain employees, a small business plan could be a great way to do that. If this raises any kind of curiosity and you're just wondering about your specific situation, give me a call. I'd love to talk and we can talk through your situation and see what's best for you. Again, our number here at the office is 269-978-6000. And I look forward to our next episode and the next part of the business mini-series. Thank you for listening to the Wealthy Homes Podcast. Be sure to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. 
The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Connor Bowsman or Preferred Financial Group. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of Connor Bowsman or other qualified financial advisors with any questions you may have regarding this episode. Connor Bowsman is a licensed financial advisor and any of the investment advisory services offered are through Harbor Investments, member SPIC. Products and services provided are not NCUA insured, have no credit union guarantee, and may lose value. Consumers Professional Credit Union and Marshall Community Credit Union and Harbor Investments are separate and independent companies, and credit unions are not providing security services. Just an extra disclosure for this episode. Again, this is for educational and informational purposes only, so please take that at face value. This is not a substitute for any kind of investment advice when it comes to what kind of plan that you should be doing as a small business. That does take a consultation to be able to talk through with a financial professional or a CPA to figure out what's best.